Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? It's the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Kip Adams. Post-game edition, Georgia beats Arkansas 37-0. Complete dominance, 21-0 first quarter. Georgia has outscored the opponent, what is that now, Kip? 56-0 in the first quarter in the last two games. Georgia has outscored the opponent now, I don't know, let's do a little math here in my head, around the 299-0 in the last two games. Georgia's almost uh, pitching a hundy against his last two opponents. It's it's an incredible run. Arkansas ranked number eight. Um, Listen, there are a lot of folks out there, and they're they're going to say, "Well, Georgia, you know, Arkansas was a fraud. Arkansas is this." Listen, I, you may not think they are the number eight team in the country. I think Arkansas was deserving, at the very least, to be in a top twenty team, top fifteen team. Maybe they are a top ten team. We won't know that until we look down the line and understand just how good this Georgia team is. And right now, it's looking like it is uh, it is a really good team. And uh, Stetson Bennett gets to start. JT Daniels was not able to go with the lad injury. We kind of talked about that, brought it up kind of middle of the week this past week, and uh, it, it mushroomed a little bit as the week went on. But, Kip, when you look at that game, obviously the defense is what it is. Uh, we sound like a broken record talking about the defense. What do you think of the game plan on the offensive side and, and kind of the way Georgia went about it? Because I don't know. I've got some thoughts on that, but I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of other games early this year where I think it's pretty obvious that Kirby Smart and the coaching staff knew that they were going to win the battle at the line of scrimmage. They kind of knew going in. And, and hey, if if Kirby and Stetson are to be believed, they knew who their starting quarterback was going to be uh, earlier in their week, or at least they prepared like Stetson was going to have a strong chance to be the starter. So it seems like they kind of knew going in that, one – we have an advantage on the line of scrimmage and two, you know, with, with stats and that this was kind of the best game plan that was going to present, you know, the outcome that we saw today, which is again, just dominance along the line, the ground game got, you know, just basically imposed their will on Arkansas and, and let them know early on that, you know, this was going to be a quick game in terms of just, Again, like I said, when you have the ground game like that, uh, the game's going to be over early. And, and that's kind of what I thought, that this was going to be a game that, you know, by by 2, 2.30, it would be over. But, I mean, this game was kind of 
over almost immediately. And so, I mean, that just tells me they saw something on film that told them that they were clearly going to outmatch Arkansas and they went ahead and just went through the, went through the script. And once they saw what they thought they saw, they, they knew that this, this game was definitely decided very early on. And so they can just go ahead and continue to go with that game plan. There was no real need to make a lot of adjustments and so it just it's just really intriguing because I've talked about this with, you know, whatever Todd Monken sees, you know, he's been right. Just basically every game this year, whatever, whatever he's seen from the opposing defense on film, uh, he's been prepared for that. And it's just really interesting. Uh, opponents have yet to really make a, a lot of adjustments uh, against what Todd Monken's been throwing at him. So credit to him for the game plan this week. I tell you what, though, at this point, how do you adjust? Because Georgia has Georgia shown that it can punch real hard with its right hand, and today it showed it can punch real hard with its perceived left hand as well. And listen, Arkansas wanted to make Georgia be patient. Arkansas wanted to make Georgia, you know, have to fight for for every first down, for every uh, score, no big plays, all this stuff. Georgia, I think Georgia's longest play today was twenty seven yards. Georgia did – Georgia almost played into Arkansas's hand a little bit, but basically told them, hey, we're not going to make the mistake. We're not going to make the mistake that that's going to throw us off of a drive. Georgia played penalty-free football. Arkansas did not. And Kip, kudos for bringing up the penalties because you brought that up in the middle of the week. They had 13 for 100 yards. But Georgia didn't make – Georgia didn't commit the penalty. Georgia didn't allow the tackle for the loss. Georgia didn't allow the sack. They didn't throw the interception – Although they had one opportunity to, uh, but but it was know, close, but no turnovers. Yeah, it was close. It was close, but they didn't get it. And uh, that's the way I think that you listen. If I'm a defensive coordinator looking at Georgia going forward, you're back to the drawing board as a hey, we got to mix it up. You know, you've got to mix it up against Georgia now. You can't sit and try to do one thing and take one thing away, even if Stetson Bennett's a quarterback because he has the weapons. I mean, but the 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 the, the uh, emergence of Brock Bowers, the emergence of Adani Mitchell, uh, the, the uh, AD Mitchell, for those who want to, you know, get after me for saying that wrong, uh, Adonai, Adonai, however you pronounce it, AD Mitchell. Uh, Jermaine Burton being who he is, getting Darnell Washington back, who – was a force at times today in the run game. Um, all of that stuff, I think you've got to respect Georgia both ways now, whether Stetson Bennett's the quarterback, whether JT Daniels is a quarterback. And uh, to me, that's that's something that can help Georgia going forward this season because Auburn next week is not going to be able to just to rest on, okay, well, Georgia's going to struggle running the ball. Or, okay, Georgia's going to struggle throwing the ball. Because Arkansas, they were able to control – Texas A&M and Texas A- and, and Texas at the line of scrimmage with that three-man front, with that drop eight thing. And Georgia was able to come in and say, hey, listen, we're not going to be able to just sit here and throw the football against eight men in coverage. Let's run this thing and let's run it hard and let's commit to it. And uh, Kirby talked about, Kip, about how all week long they talked to the receivers, they talked to the tight ends, they talked to the running backs in the offensive line, and the commitment was there we're going to run them out of this three-man front or we're going to make them, you know, kind of dig their own grave with it. And Arkansas ultimately dug their own grave with it because they stuck to their guns and it was over by the time they could adjust to anything. And and I think a lot of that had to do with the special teams touchdown as well. I mean, if it's 14 nothing or 17 nothing going into the half, it's a lot different than it being a three, 
full touchdown, you know, 24 point game going into the half. I mean, that, to me, that's that's kind of where that turned. Uh, let, let's talk about the defense a little bit here, Kip. I mean, broken record, man. Defensive front dominates again. Tough matchup for Arkansas. We said it all week. Yeah, now we're at what nineteen of twenty quarters without allowing a touchdown, and the defense is uh, allowed sixteen points now through uh, through five games. I think uh, you got to really tip their cap to to this squad. It's obviously deep and a very talented group, and I think it's pretty clear that you know Georgia's strongest leaders are some of its best players. And you just you see that across the field on both sides of the ball, but just especially on this defense, the accountability. You know, not uh, you know, not just Jordan Davis, not just Nicobe Dean, not just Nolan Smith, but just, you know, at, at every level, these guys are pushing each other. They are not satisfied with being very good. You know, they are they they want to be truly great. I think it was what, seven to ten Arkansas drives were three and outs. I mean it's just truly an impressive stat. The fact that you know, we mentioned Arkansas. I think they had like 101 yards and penalties, and they and they only had what 162 total yards. So Georgia got almost as many yards back on penalties than Arkansas was able to gain in this game. So I just think, again, it it was definitely impressive performance. We talked a lot about how maybe the best wide receiver in the game, uh, I mean, in the SEC, plays for Arkansas and Traylon Burks, and he went out there and had three catches for 10 yards. So I don't think you can – I mean, obviously, overall, you look at all the numbers, you, you, you can't overlook the fact that there was an elite player on the field that was negated in this game. And, and again, we, we mentioned the other guys that they have as far as explosive players, but Georgia's secondary is – I mean, it's it's getting better and better each week. I mean, is that a product of the, the front seven? You never really know. That's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. You know, they're definitely getting into the backfield and, and causing a lot of issues at the line of scrimmage, but – I mean, they're not giving up the big plays. You know, they, they didn't give up any big plays in, in this game. And I think uh, you really have to credit that secondary. They're getting more and more experience each week. And I just think that their quality of play is getting better and better. And also, got to also point to a hot pod. I think he's now made six field goals in a row, his longest of the year. I think this year was a, I mean, a 45 in this game. So, you know, he's starting to get confident there as well. That's obviously a bit a big aspect because – so at some point, Georgia's going to be in another close game this year. They're not going to all be like this more than likely. And so that leg, that leg's going to be key. So I think that's also something you got to point to as far as guys gaining confidence and getting better each week. You know, Jack Pogleszny's out there and, and, and getting the job done in, in that aspect of the game as well. And much like the offense finding a new way to kind of get after the, the defense this week, it was this game kind of belonged to another defensive lineman. Last week it was Jalen Carter had a big game. The week before, uh, I can't even remember who had a big game against South Carolina, but it was somebody. Nolan Smith, I think, had a big game against South Carolina. Well, today it was Devontae Wyatt's turn, and he led the team with six tackles, and he had a ta- sack and a half, and he had a tackle and a half for a loss, and he threw in a forced fumble in there as well. And Georgia didn't get a turnover, but – I mean, it, it, every week it's just a different guy. I mean, Jordan Davis in week one, uh, you know, you, you had, you know, Jalen Carter again last week, uh, Nolan Smith the week before that. I believe Adam Anderson had a couple of sacks, even had a sack today, had a couple of sacks against uh, UAB or, or somewhere like that. Every single game uh, there's a different 
star. There's a different standout. And and listen, when Kirby says you're a leader, you're not. That's kind of you know he mentioned something about that having to do with turnovers today, which I thought was kind of weird. It was almost a a goalpost moving moment. And boy, was he in a mood in that press conference. Dude was in a mood today. Did not want to talk about JT Daniels' injury, so we're not even going to talk about it. He's day to day. He's week to week. Okay, he, he'll heal up at some point. They're, they said they're not worried about him. They're going to give him some time to rest. You may see Stetson minutes start against Auburn, and we'll try to have that covered for you. But if you it, going back to the if you're elite or you're either elite or you're not, well, one sign of an elite team is this guy doesn't have a big game this week. Another guy does. You know, somebody steps up, and that's kind of where this Georgia team is right now. And uh, we'll see kind of where that goes. Kip, any pardon shots about this game? Anything you noticed, anything you saw from this game that you want to bring up before we let these folks get about their day? I know one thing Kirby Smart was fired up about, and he called them elite, and that was the crowd. I don't think I've ever heard a noon crowd as loud as they were. And what what did I say? Like I mentioned, the penalties. Arkansas comes out the gate with back-to-back penalties. I mean, you got to give credit to the crowd. That was definitely a 12th-man atmosphere out there. And again, a noon kickoff. I know it got hot real quick out there. Everyone, hopefully, everyone stayed hydrated. But uh, that was definitely an impact early on in the game. You didn't know, you know, how this thing was going to unfold. The crowd stepped up when he needed it to. So I know, I know, Kirby Smart was real happy and real pleased about that. All right, we'll have Rusty back with us on Monday to shut the door on this uh, Arkansas game and to maybe start looking a little bit ahead to Auburn. We'll be back with you then on Wednesday and Thursday. But for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, post-game edition, 37-0 Georgia over Arkansas. That's all we got. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. He's Kip Adams from the same place. Y'all take it easy.